Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. Your suffering will be legendary even in hell. Central Maine's best comics podcast by default. Hi, I'm Jackie. Wanna play? Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Hey, welcome back. It's spooky season. Questionably. (laughs) What what do you mean questionably? Uh, Because we have a quote-unquote horror movie for you today. (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, It just forgot to be scary. Yeah, it's what's scary (laughs) is that this movie was ever made. (laughs) I say that. To a former employer of mine, actually. <laughs> this movie is a gem. It's a fantastic <laughs> film. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited to talk about this one, finally. Yeah, it is the Halloween season, so we got some spooks and some kooks for you. You're dancing. Yeah, I'm doing the ghost dance. I'm floating like an the, apparition. The, the monster mash? They did the mash. They did the monster mash. Smash good! That dude re-recorded that song like seven times for different things. And uh, all worse than the last. <sighs> That's not possible. L- no, look classic. it up. It's oh. amazing. Okay. I forget his name. The Crypt Keeper 5. I'm so glad I forgot his name. I can't remember his name either. <laughs> Certainly a staple of the Dr. Demento show. I think you're too young for that. Dr. Demento? I got it on reruns. I'd... Okay. Yeah. Sure. I think it was like on BLM late night. I can't remember. But I know. I remember listening to Dr. Demento. All right. Fine. Well, what do we got this week? We got the news. I was more of a Phil Hendry guy, though. What news there is. What if the season finale? Uh, Bobby Pickett, Boris Pickett, and the Crypt Kickers. Yes. Bobby Boris Pickett. There we go. He re-recorded that a bunch of times. I'm not going to play them because I feel like I'm going to be dropping some audio in this episode as it is. I was working in the lab late one night. Curtis! Oh, God. Why? We made you! (laughs) All right. Anyway. Uh, oh, there's going to be some audio drops. Hi, my name is Steve. There's a King. B-side to that, by the way. Monsters Mash Party. Mm, great. Anyway. What if uh, sports reports, maximum overdrive. Mm. And um, your questions, spoiler-filled yes. questions about Venom. It's about the mid-credit scene. Okay. We'll get there. All right. I heard about this. Oh, there's also a reason I'm saving it for the end. Oh, okay. But I guess we can just, you know... We Time see. codes in the bottom, so yeah, there are. you can't wait till the end. You can just check out down below if you want to skip around. If you don't want to hear us, uh, sports reports will be quick this week because it was way too long last week, so I feel like i got to counteract it. But there's it. so many things to talk about. No, there's like two things. I'll just sum it up. Uh, the Patriots lost, the Red Sox won. Uh, one of them's kind of a surprise, the other one wasn't. There we go. That's sports. No, it wasn't a surprise that the, pa- the Red Sox won. It was 50-50. No. I'll get there. Who are you talking to that said it was 50-50? We'll briefly Is it get mutual there. friend Mike? No. We'll briefly talk about sports this week to make up for last week's way too long therapy session on your end. Oh, but if it was NBA and the Celtics, we'd go as long as you wanted. <laughs> I try to keep every segment, you know, tight. That one was not tight last week. Oh. For like an hour-long show, that was about 20 minutes. Damn right it was. It was... <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, we're going to jump right into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Well, let's just deal with the big news story. Rocky Four, the re-released Ultimate Director's Cut Rocky Four, had its trailer. It's coming out next month. I feel like it's going to change it somehow. I don't know how I feel about this. With 40 new minutes. Yeah, 40 minutes. That, that yawn was indicative of what those 40 minutes are going to do. The movie already feels long in play. It's... They had to pack it full of montage to get it to fill the time. Like, what are you going to do now? Yeah, Rocky Four is literally over 25% montage. Now it's going to be 35% montage. <laughs> yeah. And the trailer does show a bunch of new stuff, but here's... Well, I mean, I'm going to watch it. It's Rocky Four. Rocky yeah. Four is, uh, much like the movie we're discussing this week, it is not a good movie, but it's not... It's, uh, it is always entertaining. A guilty pleasure movie. It, no, I. It, it's... Everyone loves Rocky Four. Rocky Four is entertaining, but it's not great. Then why didn't they just leave it alone? Uh, well, I know the robot is getting cut out. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Happy birthday, Polly. Happy birthday, Polly. If that's the only thing they do in the recut, then it'd be a, it would change it to like a most amazing movie ever. And I know that Stallone has been like, look, I know the fight is ridiculous, and it just sounds like someone's slapping a bunch of meat because it's just someone slapping a bunch of meat. Well, I mean, isn't that what happens when you're like boxing is you're hitting meat? Am I wrong? No, here's my concern, and I'm, gonna, I'm going to use a Stallone movie as my point of emphasis. 
Over the top? No. <laughs> Fuck no. <That laughs> Cliffhanger. Sucks. Cliffhanger. Also sucks. Expendables. Those are good. I like the first one. Yes. <laughs> the, the other two are bad, and I'm not excited about a fourth one. Stop or my grandma will shoot. Stop or my mom will shoot. Close enough. Uh, it was still Getty. He shoots all To be fair, I haven't seen that one, but I don't imagine I will. You have to be mildly impressed. I'm pulling these off the top of my head. But there, uh, there have been a few, you know, director's cuts here and there from Stallone's career, including Rambo Four, or just regular Rambo. That's all we just call it Rambo Four because it's easier. Okay. I really like that movie. I like the theatrical cut. It's a solid ass movie. Isn't like the first Rambo movie is just called First Blood? Yes. Yeah, it's First Blood. Then it's Rambo First Blood Part Two. Then it's Rambo Three. Then it's Rambo, and then I forget what the fifth one was. But it was awful, and I hated it. John Rambo. It, was that what it was? Was it just called John Rambo? It may have been. I don't, I don't know. Remember. I'm just saying his name because it's kind of a badass name. The fifth... Say what you want about Stallone. He comes up with some really good like names for oh. action heroes, like John Rambo. Well, First Blood is a book oh. that he adapted. I can't remember what the fifth one was called, but I hated it. And it was definitely a movie that was being made, and then they said, but what if we just said it was Rambo? He was definitely it was definitely not intended to be a Rambo movie. They just added him in there. Yeah, it sucks. I fucking hate Rambo five, but I love Rambo four. Is Rambo five the one where he goes to like the Middle East? No, that's Rambo three. Okay, which one's the one where he's in the jungle? Rambo four. Okay, that's the one I like. I like number one, two, and three are fine. I mean, they're over the top and they're ridiculous. But I, I legitimately I we said over the top was a bad movie. I know. Okay, I legitimately like one and four though. Okay. So four had a director's cut. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to watch the director's cut because I really like this movie. I mean, I'm not in love with it, but it's a good movie. I like Rambo 4 or just Rambo. And then I got it and I watched it and all it was was the same movie. But it was like, oh, look at all this new footage. All it was, though, was the same movie, but it was basically just alternate takes. But they were all worse takes because they put the good ones in the finished product. So it's the same movie, but you could say it's like, you know, 40 more minutes of new Rambo footage. But all it was was just alternate worse takes. So, so that's my fear for uh, Rocky Four. So it's just going to be alternate worse takes. My fear is going to be like it changes the narrative of the movie somehow. It looks like we're going to get more Rocky and uh, Apollo talking about the fight. And Apollo pretty much saying, I'm like, you don't stop the fight. I Rambo 4 was on regular rotation for me for a while and I literally I saw the director's cut once and I haven't watched it since cuz it was so upsetting. Define <laughs> With regular how much rotation. I hated it. Like when you have a movie in your regular rotation like what do you mean I by mean, that? It was relatively new and I was, you know, watching it, I don't know. I watched it a few times in a couple of years just to, you know, acclimate myself to it. I enjoyed it. And then I watched the director's cut, and I literally haven't watched it since then. Okay. So it's been like over 10 years now. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, yeah, like once a year, twice a year, whatever. No, no, I haven't seen it in over a decade because I found that director's cut so upsetting <laughs> just for being the same movie, but worse. So that is my fear for Rambo 4, that it might just be the same movie, but worse. You meant Rocky 4. Whatever. I do that all the time. I did that last week. I said Brooke Lopez, and I meant to say Robin Lopez. Yeah, well, all kind of, uh, I didn't pick up on that one. Whenever I do my edits, I always catch it. I'm like, Ah, fuck, you just gotta live with it. Do you do some ADR on that? Rarely. Okay. But I have done it occasionally. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, shit, said the wrong thing. <laughs> but I'll go back downstairs and I'll do it. Um, I have, To be fair, I haven't probably done that in like two years, but it has happened like maybe like five times. Okay. It's rare. Okay. Sometimes I usually just own the mistake or try and cut around it. I don't know. Uh, that's next month. Look, there's no way we can't not watch it. I guess we do have to watch it. <laughs> it's an obligation. We have to. It really watch. is. We have to watch new Rocky Four. But speaking of trailers, House of the Dragon, the Game of Thrones prequel, had a trailer. Yes, it did. Bunch of people in blonde wigs. <laughs> a lot of people in blonde wigs. A lot of um. Uh, made me think of elves when you first started. I'm like, oh, is this the Lord of the Rings trailer? Wrong. No, nah, it's just Doctor Who in a blonde wig. Yeah, very kind of strange to see him in long blonde hair. Sure, why not? I mean. Game of Thrones, look, it's everyone knows it. It ended poorly. It really sputtered out, like, hard. Could, so, this, could this be good? Yeah. So totally I'm going to ask you to tell me. So my, my winter plan is to, to binge games of Game of Thrones, where I'm not coaching this winter. I'm going to have extra time. Games of Thrones. Games of Thrones. What season can I end on and be like, okay, that was satisfying? None of them. Like, I can't, like, I have to watch even the last, because they'll try, they try and hook you at the end of every single one. They go, "Here's the hook to bring you back." So there's not a good 
point where it ends. It's like, oh, this season's terrible. Don't bother watching it. You can end here, and the last season makes no sense kind of deal. Uh, they were following the... Because they're just... the. I mean, the book series hasn't finished. They were following the books up through year five. Up through but they started five. making them quicker than he could get the book done. Yeah, and then it was, here's a basic outline of what's coming. Go to town. Oh, you guys screwed that up. Yeah, basically. It also kind of acts as like a weird testing ground for the books of just seeing like, oh, this is what people didn't respond to. Or this is what people didn't respond to. Huh? It's a weird no, situation. Didn't. Yeah. Also, like, how do you, it's like you're retconning the source material before the source material has been written. Yeah. And it's been, I mean, I've read the books. I didn't catch, I mean, I wasn't like ahead of the game. I started reading the books after the series or before the series came out, right? Whatever. Roughly when the f- show first started, I read all the books. And then, it, and I, it's been what, 10 years since the new one came out, roughly around there. I don't fully remember where shit left off, and I don't really want to reread all the books. There you go. So we'll see. I don't know. I'll probably read the new one. Wikipedia, that shit. Yeah, when the new one... Or I'll just stumble my way through it going like, yeah, I guess. There you go. What happened? I don't remember. That dude got his dick cut off. Ow. Sounds painful. Yeah. it's a lot of blood involved in that. Whatever. This could be good. I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. Because why not? I'm cringing thinking about that happening to me. That would be terrible. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson has settled her uh, lawsuit with Marvel, and oh. it looks like it kind of went poorly for Marvel. She got a lot of money? Uh, this is not a guarantee. This is just a what's being generally reported. Yeah? They've both put out statements like, oh, you know, we're glad the lawsuit's over, and we can't wait to work together again in the future, blah, 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 blah. Originally, it was looking like she might be getting an extra 20 mil. Oh. Well, she got 40. Oh, wow. That- Reportedly, not guaranteed. That is not a definitive fact so, that is, is that the like- likely reporting. Is it like for her, like, uh, we... Um, Look, we would have played ball for 20, but then you said some shit in the media, so now you got to pay more. Yeah. Oh, and uh, $40 million is going to maybe think, make me think about coming back and doing another movie for you. I'm sure Colin Joseph just kicking back. He's like, I made out all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need weekend update. No, he doesn't. Uh, here's the update. Your bank account has been updated. <laughs> yeah. I'm not watching this week. I'm not watching Kim Kardashian. Oh, fuck that. I didn't watch the last couple of weeks. I got to get well, caught Well, there's up. only one week. Oh. They just had Owen Wilson and then next. This... Was it funny at all? Was there any good sketches? It was okay. All right. Like, not Owen, he was fine once he got into the flow, but there's a few times wow. like, yeah, he flubbed a couple of lines and there was literally one sketch they were going to. He's like, are we ready? Okay, we're ready. All right. And then he just like goes into it. Like, was there a Loki <laughs> sketch? We've been live for like five, like 10 seconds. Did they do a time variance authority sketch? No, there was no Loki sketch. Son uh, of a bitch. He was okay. But Kim Kardashian in this week, and there is no way I am watching Kim Kardashian. What if I paid you $10? All right, I'll do it. Okay. Well, I'm not going to pay you $10. So <laughs> well, then I'm not going to do it. There you go. <laughs> there, problem solved. Yeah. That's pretty cheap for you to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not watching Kim Kardashian. Okay, then don't. No. I think we've established this. No way in hell. All right. Uh, Marvel producer was on a podcast, and they made a joke. They're like, hey, so you guys got like 34 projects in the pipeline? She's like, no, it's 31. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that just imme- immediately made me feel tired. I'm like, oh, that's so much stuff. I remember back in like 2012, they're like, oh, we have stuff planned through like 2024 or whatever it was at the time. I'm not, I didn't bother looking at yeah. that old news story. And at the time I was like, God, that's so far out. And now we've hit that. But now they're like, oh, yeah, we have 31 active projects in development. I'm like, Boy, that's a, that's a lot. That's like more than they've already done. Yeah, that that is. Uh, it's an ATM, man. It just it's like it's like owning a mint. It writes money for itself. I mean, I am your target audience, and even I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot. That's. But you're gonna go to most of them. <laughs> I know that's a big. Do you have this planned out over fifteen years? Because that is a lot. Holy shit! Yeah, I don't know. Thirty-one feels. I remember like. I've talked about this before, like, oh, there was a new Marvel movie coming out, and I stopped this at some point, probably around, like, 2014. Like, oh, there's a new thing coming out. I'm going to do a rewatch leading up to it. You're going to be able to do it. I haven't done that in a good long while. It's going to be a perpetual rewatch. And and now it's basically, I'm going to see you once. How many hours (laughs) of your life have you been, like, do you think if you were to, like, here's here's a mind-blowing thing. Are you ready for this? So today I was kind of bored, and I'm like, I wonder what the most listened to because I was, I was listening to some Spotify, I was doing some paperwork at work, and it was like 12,000 or 12 million listens. I'm like, that's a lot of listens. I'm like, so if we were to like string like the the like runtime of like the human hours spent listening to like a song on Spotify with like a high listen rate. So I'm like, you know, years and years. 
Uh, I was like, well, what's the most listened to song on Spotify? Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. All right. I don't know who that is. He's the he's the ginger. I'm British aware. Guy I'm aware of who he guitar. is. But if you at, like, you know how many you know how many listens of this song there have been on Spotify? Oh, apparently, I'm not one of them. Almost three billion. Also, I don't even know the guy, but I know that you pronounced his name wrong. Oh, Sheeran, Sharon, Ed, Ed Sheeran, 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 Sheeran. I think. And I don't. And I literally couldn't name you a song he's done. Anyway, like if you were to string those, he was on Game of Thrones and everyone hated it. Yeah, <laughs> like that many billion listens at like a four minute song is like 28,000 years worth of listening um since i don't know the song can i get a vocal sampling nope <laughs> no don't look it up i don't need to hear it oh you asked for a, no. actually you said you wanted a vocal sampling i wanted you to sample it i don't well give i'm a not shit. gonna sa- i'm not gonna sample shit. it for you i gotta make it i gotta make i want to be the four billionth or three billionth person I don't think we can legally do this. I think well, we, have, we have to discuss the song an equal amount of time that it's being played. So, so far, bad. Yeah, there you go. Uh, there's your little... Uh, well, that gave me nothing. That was just a uh, couple of notes being plucked. Okay. No! I think it is tied to a meme. What the fuck is... No, I don't I don't like whatever this is. No. I also... Yeah. I've never heard it. Shape of You... Um. Yeah. Over almost three billion listens. That's a lot of listens. Well, I'm apparently behind the curve. Yeah, you got to get on that. <laughs> nah, I don't. It would take you twenty nine thousand years to get caught up. What else is happening? Um, this was just dumb. <laughs> Speaking of me being an old man and not being with the times. Oh, that's been you for some time. DC Fandom is offering free NFT covers for people that sign up for their digital event. And to that, I say, fuck no. I don't care about NFTs. Yes. They're stupid. No, I don't they're they are foolish. I mean, most collectibles have no intrinsic value, but if you're giving me a collectible that's just a digital file, no. Don't care. Yeah, agree. That might be the old man in me. It's like, oh, I'm not with the times, and I'm probably not, but fuck, I don't care about NFTs. Nope. It's one of the like if you present it to me just saying, This is a stock with a picture, I can at least get behind that, but like, well that like it's stupid, but Yeah. Which it is. It's just a stock, but it's a picture. But it is dumb, and I don't care. That's really all I had to say. DC Fandom. Look, I get that it's easier to do it digitally. You don't got to book things. You don't really have to spend that much money. Mm-hmm. But NFTs, fucking hell, don't care. Yeah. It's like Bitcoin. Cryptocurrency. Yeah, it's also not my thing. But people have a lot of money. To the moon! <laughs> I thought about getting some Bitcoin. I think you're a little late. I don't think you can afford it. I thought about getting some cryptocurrencies. <laughs> You're gonna get a Dogecoin. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get like a crypto penny. That's about what I can afford, probably. All right, that's the news. I think. Yep, that's the news. All right, we're gonna move from from there to the season finale of Marvel's What If in our segment. What up? What if? Mm, there's no theme for this one. Oh, okay. I was waiting for the theme. <laughs> no, there's not. Okay. I only made one for Mandalorian. Mando. We should just make a T. Or when I say we, I guess I should just make a TV one. I haven't. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Mando, minutes. You can like use like one of the sound clips from like uh, Pleasantville when Tobey Maguire is like, "It's the best TV show ever." Sure. All right. Uh, season finale. Of what if? If you want to jump around, if you haven't watched it, time codes listed down below. Full mm. spoilers. Uh, enjoyable. Yeah. It it doesn't really do that much. It's mostly just let's let's hit it with lasers and shields. We're gonna we're gonna tie everything together and everything that happened in the previous eight nine episodes, whatever. They all had some sort of purpose. Also, this is the only episode Tony Stark is in where he doesn't die. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> he didn't die in this one. He didn't die in this one. Uh, this is kind of a bittersweet one, as this will be the final performance from Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Which is a bummer in its own right. But no, good job. I mean, it was it was entertaining. It wrapped things up. It wasn't anything like super explosive. A couple of interesting questions well, Except for the all end. the explosions. That's fair. But like at the end, like you have a couple of different questions. Like, oh... Can they like continue to go forward with this? Well, yes. There's already been a season two order, so yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs, I guess. Yeah, uh, the the what if, and I love that they continue the regular comic tradition of we're just gonna kill everyone. Oh yeah, that's how what ifs usually go. Just gonna blow them up. I uh, I thought Jeffrey Wright was awesome again in this. He is fun. I did think it was like a little silly. How are we gonna beat Ultron? Oh, we're gonna shoot him with an arrow full of Capote. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That's it. 
Uh, this yeah, th- this one was um, also Killmonger like double crossing the most clearly obvious double cross coming the whole history of double crossing. Yeah, this, it was a little silly. Like the team that they set up. To be fair, I thought Gamora was also going to turn out to be evil, and I was wrong. I don't know if Killmonger is actually evil in this as much as he's just like yeah, just say he's yeah. easier. Yes, he's evil. He's the villain, or he's uh, a villain. He's one of them. Yeah, but I do. Th- I thought this was a hilariously stupid team to get together. Yeah. Because we have definite villain Killmonger, probably one of the weaker Thors. Yes. Viva Las Vegas! If I was going to put an army together of all the warriors across the multiverse and I only had six of them, I'd probably just get six Thors. Yeah. They're much stronger. I mean. I mean, it's less eclectic, but much stronger. Yeah, or six Captain Marvels. Yeah. Do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a bunch of them. But no, I mean, it was fun. It was enjoyable. Wrap things up. There's no hanging threads to be pulled upon other than the Watcher does kind of break his oath and moves Natasha from one reality to another. Also, very astute Nick Fury. He's like, hey, you're not the Natasha I know, but you're okay with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, if I was presented with that information, I wouldn't say, oh, you're from a different universe. It's almost like a soap opera in which they kill a character off and... Or the character leaves and they keep the same character, but they look different. And they're like, oh, the other person had amnesia. They didn't know who they were. Amnesia. Clever and consistent plot point in daytime TV. I tell you what, Benedict Cumberbatch's voice, I, who, I do think he has a great voice and he's a great actor, but his Doctor Strange is so flat and it's just amplified in the yeah. animation sphere. Huh. Just It's just flat. That's all it is. But I guess he's uh, didn't go insane from solitary and he's sympathetic. And now he's going to be controlling solitary for two other people that don't realize they're going to be in solitary for all eternity. And he's a big Cthulhu. Yeah, pretty much. With a pointy beard. He he has that real mirror universe shit going on. A pointy beard Cthulhu. Yeah, why not? <laughs> a big squid with a goatee. I'm, I, hey, good. Go for it. <laughs> I'm a fan of the goatee. Yeah, this, this one is definitely the lightest on story, but very heavy on punch, punch, bang, bang. Which, hey, if you're an animated show and you don't get to you know, pay extra, go to town, I guess. A lot of show, don't tell. Just blow shit up. Throw shields at it. Just mm. keep throwing shields at it. Ding, 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 ding. We love to throw a shield. We also love to have a mid credit sequence that is kind of whatever. Yes. I guess Tiny Steve is back. Yeah, but he's been in a thing forever. and Or maybe he's just like 90. Maybe that, he's a that, skeleton. That, that'd be much funnier if they're just like, look, the iron whatever... It was his back. Hydra Stomper. Hydra Stomper. He's alive. He's 95 years old. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's not stomping much. He's bedridden. Uh, he has dementia. He needs to wear uh, some Depends. <laughs> Adult diapers are yeah. definitely involved. So I guess enjoy your relationship. Yep, pretty much. He's also much smaller than everyone still. But it is that old man thing going on where like he's real skinny everywhere, but he just has a pot belly. You know how old men do that sometimes. <laughs> All right. Anywho, that's what if. So from what if Natasha Romanoff got traded to another universe to trading Patriots players, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Ah, yes, you were paying attention today. Uh, We'll start off with the uh, step one. Uh, the Patriots did lose to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tom Brady's return to Foxborough, but he was not the best quarterback on the field. Mac Jones was outstanding in that game, I thought. Yes, you have a moral victory of they didn't lose that badly. Listen, touch hole, okay? <laughs> touch hole? Yeah, slap bag. What does that mean? I said what I said. Uh, I do want to go back and, and share some things. I'm just going to read to you what Zach said to me during the game. Uh, as uh, I was texting him throughout the game. I think the theme of this game is going to be could have been worse. <laughs> Zach also said, I just saw a, mu- a mullet that offended me. Everyone sucks. I said, yep. This is from Zach. This is at 919. So this was like uh, late first half, I think. Uh, I've seen you have your team lose Super Bowls. These are your spiciest takes. That was quickly followed by, I'm just warming up. And then uh, right after that, there was a touchdown, which I said, F yeah, F and A right, mother effers, big sack Mac. And then uh, he said, the hell with them. I responded with the uh, gif of Worf going death to the opposition. You said, so much sack. And, oh, you call me a poet? I said, 
We're pulling out all the effing stops. This is our Super Bowl. You said, do you have meatballs that go with nothing? That's the only way I know it's your Super Bowl. That's the thing you do. Whenever you're like, there's a Super Bowl, you're like, everyone come over. It's the Super Bowl. You'll just have a crock pot of meatballs. Well, everyone meatballs. is supposed to bring something. But the meatballs go with nothing. And there's no precedent for what the meatballs go with. It's like, here's just a pot of balls. But they're delicious here's as hell. Here's a hot pot of balls. But you love eating the balls. No, I'm always confused by them. I mean, they're fine, but they should go with something. Oh, shotgun a beer from your weird fridge and get ready. That's something else you told me to do. You have a weird beer fridge next to you now. It's not next to me. It's on the other side of the room. Oh, this is my one of my favorites here. Shit, me and the Jordan's furniture guy finally connected. I, too, would like whiskey, popcorn, and a dog in bed. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it's true. I do not like those Jordan furniture ads. Like, I have a turkey neck and a weird ponytail. Yeah, but whatever. I mean, he's got millions of dollars selling furniture and has a weird IMAX theater in his furniture store. So <laughs> and, and likes to be the face of his company for some reason. Yeah, well, I mean, I would too if I had that kind of... I just have IMAX money to throw around. Anyway, yeah, Patriots, I thought they played well. I mean, it's tough that they're one in three. Uh, they probably what was really... this, the first time they've lost three home games since the 70s? Uh, no, probably since like the 90s. They sucked in the 90s, like early now. Uh, well, not it was like 80s. They were decent in the 90s, but no, first time the Belichick's lost... First time since Gillette Stadium, uh, which was 2002, it opened. It's almost, I can't believe that stadium is almost 20 years old. Yeah, first time that they have lost, I guess it was the fall of 2002, was the inaugural season for the, season, uh, the stadium. I went there that year. Uh, the Yeah, first time the Patriots have lost three straight home games at Gillette Stadium. Uh, they're on the road. They're going to play the Houston Texans. I love what Mac Jones brings. Uh, he outplayed Tom Brady. Uh, but at the end of the day, they didn't win the game. And then uh, today, some big news coming from Patriots land. Stephon Gilmore, last year's reigning defensive player of the year, uh, it was announced that it was a mutual agreement. They couldn't come to contract terms, and they traded him to the Carolina Panthers for a sixth-round pick. Ooh, a sixth-round pick? Well, yes. That's only five after the first. But you know the best part about it is they traded him somewhere, and he didn't get on the free agent market, so he couldn't end up in Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay needs corners and defensive players like you wouldn't believe because they brought in Richard Sherman right off the street. <laughs> Your favorite guy. Uh, no, Antonio Brown would be my least favorite person in the world on that team, as I graphically explained. <laughs> His godless soul. Although after the game, you know, there's a lot of... Antonio Brown apologized for his behaviors in New England and how he treated the Kraft family and the things he said after he was released, so whatever. Well, that makes up for the other stuff. No, it certainly doesn't make up for the fact that he is a garbage human being. Mm. But anyway, yeah, so those are those uh, couple things there. And then the Boston Red Sox beat the New York Yankees in the American League wildcard playoff game. Pretty I, good game. Sox pitching was really good. Now. That would be great if they did. No, no way. No, they're gonna. They have the Tampa Bay Rays. It's gonna be tough to get by them. They had the best record in the American League East and the best record. I think they had the best record in the American League. But uh, it's not a bad matchup for the Sox. Uh, best of five series starts in Tampa Bay on Thursday. I think mm. one of the, my favorite times of year, though, for baseball. Like this is one I'll watch mostly like elimination games because I like seeing the other clubhouse where the team once they get in they just have a beer bash and they spray champagne and beer everywhere no matter like every series they just kind of hose the place down so 162 games to get to this point 163 and then in basketball the same two big stories are the same from last week the same two big stories this week ben simmons uh refusing to do anything yes correct who is not going to recoup any of his money it's getting put into an escrow account and every time he doesn't show up money gets subtracted from that escrow oh that escrow must go yeah, apparently. Mm. And Kyrie Irving is um, not able to attend practices right now because you can't enter a gymnasium without having at least one vaccination. Oh, I'm sure it breaks in, his in heart. New York City. I don't know. This this is where I get stuck because personality wise, he seems like a guy that would like dig his heels in and say, "I'm not doing this just because I don't like the media and I don't really like anything." It seems. Oh, you mean like playing in Boston after he left? Oh, he's toxic to ev Oh my god, yeah. Can you imagine that Kyrie is pulling focus away from a team and just being toxic in general? What no. are the chances? That's never happened on any team he's been on. No, but I'm just saying this all those times like time. I don't feel good. I can't play. I'm I'm sick. It's game 7 of the Eastern Conference playoffs. I guess I'll get surgery for my deviated septum. Hey, that's no joke. I've had several deviated septum surgeries. <laughs> but did you have to schedule them on game 7? I didn't really have a choice when I scheduled it. I was just like, I think he did. I think he did. Well, maybe he, if he needs to breathe better through his nostrils, his, his uh, sinus cavity. 
Yeah, I mean, if you like the smell of your own shit as much as he does, I guess you really got to be able to breathe well. All right, and that's it for Jared's Sports Reports. Um, but here's the th- last year he said, I'm not talking to the media like you're all parasites or piranhas or whatever he called them. Uh, so one he's of like, those key words. He's like, I will not be speaking to the media. And then the NBA went, okay, we're going to find you. And then suddenly he started talking to the media. Oh, money has a way of being a fantastic motivator. So I know that money like can motivate him to do stuff. Yes. Uh, we'll see on this one. I have no idea. I'm so glad he's not in Boston anymore. To be honest, I enjoy watching the Kyrie Irving train wreck, but I'm so glad it's not in <laughs> Boston anymore. Yes. Like, like, whatever this is going to be. It's great TV when it's not happening to you. Yeah, like... Let's ride this it's like why people train. like watching Jerry Springer because well look see it could be could be worse could be my life because it's not even just him because even if he only plays away games like so it'd be minus forty one games but also he's still in New York City so that would also subtract how many times they're going to play the Knicks which would be probably twice at home so we're probably looking at a forty three game minimum they would be missing and then what does that mean for the playoffs they're even, oh yeah even subtracting Kyrie they are still the favorites in the East to get to the finals. But so, so through all the playoffs, they would have home court advantage. Except then he like it's it's wild, and he's looking at losing like fourteen point five million. He's got money; he doesn't care. But he did last year when it came to the media, and it was not that big of a sum comparatively. Yeah, that's like, also a good for point. you and I. It would be a massive, massive. I sum. mean, I would love just one of his media fines. Just pay me. Yeah, I would like. To, I'm in the media. I mean, he earns like four hundred thousand a game. I'd like to get that a game. I would like to get that for just one podcast. I know we. I mean, we haven't played pickup in a while, but you know, next time we play pickup, I'd love to get four hundred k for it. I, I deserve more. I deserve some like hazard pay because <laughs> I always end up having to defend you, <laughs> and I just throw your ass around into a water jug one time through a table. <laughs> yep, it happened. Uh, but but yeah. more often than that, I block you, so that's fun. Bullshit. I block you a lot. No, you don't. That's not untrue at all. It absolutely is. I was a double negative, but. Not untrue. I block you. I have blocked you on more than one occasion. I'll give you more than one, but I wouldn't call it often. More often than you block me. You know why? Because when I have the ball, I'm not going in the post against you. (laughs) You know why? Because you'll take a three that you can't make. You're right. Yeah, you know why? You'll shoot a wild three that never goes in. That's not true. It goes in sometimes. (laughs) Goes in about as often as I block you. (laughs) Actually, I'm more apt to block you than to make a three. I shoot a ton of threes, but I don't go in the paint against you because anytime I do, I get absolutely wrecked, <laughs> like right. like bruises on my arms and like. I'm not hacking. That's not no bullshit. You don't hack. You are the worst hacker in basketball. <laughs> you hack more people than Anonymous does. All right, we're gonna move on from there. Come on, that was a good one. I thought that was a good one. Hacking is no laughing matter. We're gonna move on from there. To a spooky movie. Uh, we skipped over this week in video game history. Ah, we did. We're going <laughs> to do this week in video game history. Good thing I remembered because you would have forgotten. It would have been... It's literally all written down, too. Yeah. All right. Superhero landing coming up. This week in video game history. Yeah, we'll do guessing games on some of them. Not this one, though. All right. This, this one has just surprised me for the longevity of the company. In 1979, Activision was formed. Oh, wow. To make games for the Atari 2600. Activision's still around, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they, they got some years on them. Yeah. 1979. 1990, the competitor to the Game Boy was released in Japan. The competitor to the Game Boy? In J- was it? Uh, well, I mean, oh. we'll get it in the U.S. eventually. This is just when it first came out. Uh, What was the Sega handheld with the color LCD screen? Hmm. Am yeah. I Am I in the right neighborhood? Oh, you are, but it's not the name of it. I can't remember. This clunky motherfucker, the Game Gear. Ah, yes, the Game Gear. That thing was huge. Yeah, eight batteries. Like That thing was just cumbersome and large. Yes. The Game Gear sucked. 1995, the sequel to Mario World came out. Uh, Super Mario World. Okay, the sequel to Super Mario World came out. What was the second one on the Super Nintendo? There was quite a departure. Uh, fantastic. Love this game. Oh, um... There's a crying baby Mario who won't shut the fuck up. Oh, I can't. Oh, I hate that baby Mario, but I love the game. Super duper Mario. Yoshi's Island. That's right. Yes. You got to save baby Mario. And you, uh, if you lose him, boy, he cries. Well, most boy, babies, does he cry. Most babies do cry when you lose them. 1998. Uh, one of, if not the biggest franchise, I think it might be the biggest franchise in video games. I might be wrong was released two versions of this game on the game boy in the 
1998. Two versions of this game on the Game Boy. I think it might be the biggest franchise in video game history. I might be wrong on that. If it's not the biggest, it's like top three. I, I Oh, no, 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 no. Pokemon. It is Pokemon. Red and Blue came out this year and this week in 1998. I, had to th- I, I was like, wait a minute. What could it be? Oh, yeah, Pokemon. 1998, really? Yeah. I remember wow. my mother was very impressed that I wasn't falling into this fad, and then a week later, I fell into it like real hard. Oh. <laughs> She's like, oh. Like, every other 10-year-old is really into this, but I'm so glad you're not. I'm like, wait, I'm not into a fad? Setting a precedent where Zach fell very hard after one exposure to a lot of things. I gotta get into a fad! One year later, uh, the version of the game that I owned Gold? came out. No. Oh. It was yellow. yellow. It was yellow. Oh, well, close enough. Gold, where, where, yellow, same color. Where you got to have a Pikachu, and then you got to find all the starter Pokemon. It was the best version of those original games. Ah. That was one of those games where it told you, like, your playtime. I'm like, I don't want to know this. That's a, it, a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot, yeah. Put a lot of not, time into that game. Not that Ed Shape of You a lot, but still a lot. Oh, also in 1999, everybody's moms got their panties in a real bunch. Oh, uh, Grand Theft Auto. Two. Oh. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, you know, series is still going, but boy, yeah. I mean, that was such a reaction. Oh, yeah. No one cared about the first one when the second one came out. Well, the first one was like a top-down. Yeah, it was nothing. second one, you could like, you know, solicit women and kill them afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah classic just running people over because then you could like really kind of go anywhere you wanted and like there was more more mayhem to be had 2007 the first uh zelda game on the ds was released i've really given you a lot of clues on this one 2007 yep a uh, sequel to wind waker first zelda game on the ds uh, i can't phantom hourglass oh okay cool <laughs> like, i've never heard of this nope i haven't uh, to be fair, I don't think I beat it. I don't remember. I definitely had it, uh, and I played it a ton. I don't remember if I beat it or not. Okay. I'll replay it at some point. I liked that game. It was good. It was all like, look, you have two screens. I'm like, I know. I just want one screen. They're like, no, two screens. Like, all right, fine. Use both screens. Oh, God. As a man who used to work, um, who used to be an assistant manager in EV games. Oh, yeah. Not something I'm proud of, just a thing. How'd that job end for you? Uh, I called them up and said I wasn't going back. Oh, I yeah. used to bump my vacation time and then quit. Yes. <laughs> States away. Oh, God. This was the worst. Uh, Wii Fit Plus came out. Oh, with the board, right? You had the... That was just regular Wii Fit, and then they had an updated version, but oh. fucking hell, Wii Fit was impossible. Like, we got like six of them in a week, and you get about, ooh, 79 phone calls a day asking if you had it. Wow. And they would disappear in under 15 minutes every single week. That's incredible. It was awful. Sorry that you had to go through such terrible life struggles. It really, oh having gainful employment. It, the demand was insane. Well, people wanted to get fit. That was rough, though, man. It, like I've never seen such like l- the demand was so high and the supply was so low. It was maddening, but whatever. Uh, and then in 2014, a game on a system I never played, which is surprising. A uh, popular Nintendo fighting franchise came out on a uh, not so popular system. Oh, so it'd be like Super Smash Brothers. Yep. And it came out on the Wii U? Yeah. <laughs> the Wii U. You know, that system that everybody had. Yeah, the Wii U. Did you know anyone that had a Wii U? No. I literally don't. I don't know what the difference between a Wii and a Wii U is. I think that was the problem. That was their marketing. It was shit-ass marketing and a shit-ass name. Oh, okay. I literally didn't know anyone that had that system. But like, What's the difference between a Wii and a Wii U? The same difference there was for any gaming system. It was just a new system that was updated. Oh, with like better graphics or something? Yeah, or? their own library and everything. Yeah. That's why you get a lot of Wii U games being translated onto the Switch because they didn't make any money the first time around. Like, well, no one ever played them, so we could just double down and make more. Well, there you go. Which, to be fair, I'm buying into. <laughs> there goes my money. <laughs> I haven't bought Smash Brothers for my Switch. It's one of the, like... It's a good party game, and I know like there's an online now, but like if I'm looking at a party game for Nintendo, like I just have more fun with Mario Kart. Yeah, Mario Kart's a fun time. It's one of those games I always look at. And I'm like, I'll get you eventually, and I just haven't done it yet. And I've said that enough. Like walking by it, I feel like I'm just never gonna buy it. No, probably not. <laughs> like I still have my one on the Wii. I have all those characters unlocked. I got four controllers for the Wii. That's how. That's how controllers actually end up in your TV, though. Yeah. Well, <laughs> thankfully, it hasn't happened yet. Yet. Or. If I want to get a bigger TV, I guess throw a controller through my TV. Okay, there you go. That's what I'm asking. All right, that's it. That's video game history. All right, is it time? Now it's time to talk about a spooky movie. Is it time to put it into 
Maximum Overdrive. Mm, time to do something with it. Here we go. Movie I'm a, review theme. <laughs> I'm a, yeah. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Now, if you watch the trailer for this movie, and I recommend you do, and there's probably going to be a sound drop right here, even though it takes me a lot of time to put them in. This is how the trailer starts. Hi. My name is Stephen King. I've written several motion pictures, but I want to tell you about a movie called Maximum Overdrive, which is the first one I've directed. And then he tells you that he's going to scare the hell out of you, and that if you're going to do a Stephen King story, well... Yeah. Who better than Stephen King yeah. himself? Yeah, do something. It's about time do somebody something did right. Stephen King right. Oh, boy. This trailer is wild. It's so, if you've ever seen... Well, there are two trailers, but the trailer you're referencing... If you've ever seen the trailer for Psycho, which I highly recommend you watch, there's clearly an attempt to recreate that kind of energy. It's like, we have the author coming in here, and he's telling us the tale of what this movie is going to be. Except, I mean, not that Alfred Hitchcock didn't look like a weirdo, because he, I mean, they literally made like a silly cartoon silhouette out of him for Alfred Hitchcock Presents, but Stephen King looks like such a weirdo in this. Well, remember, he was also doing Mountains of Cocaine at the time. He was, in fact, that um, has been well documented. This is the one and only movie Stephen King has directed. He's uh, written the scripts for a number of films. Wildly successful films. Some of them, some of the scripts he's done have uh, been well received. Some of them less so. But yeah, I mean, he's. It's certainly not where I would put his strengths, but he has definitely, you know, written a number of screenplays. Yes. And during the production of this, uh, he was, in his words, coked out of his mind. So funny story. After watching this, I was like, I wonder if Emilio Estevez has ever talked about this. And during an interview for a magazine. In advance, and this was like a recent interview, like within the last year, an interview talking about his return to the role of Gordon Bombay in Mighty Ducks Upstarts or whatever that Disney Plus show is. Somebody asked him what his biggest filming regret was, and he said, well, I'm not really speaking out of class when I say it was the movie Maximum Overdrive with Stephen King, who, and he's like, who admittedly said is a bad movie, and he was on tons of cocaine at the time. He was also apparently really drunk. It wasn't just Coke. It was also alcohol. Like, I guess they'd go to, like, production meetings. Should those two things ever be mixed together? I've never done Coke. No, nor have I. Nor do I plan (laughs) on it. You're on record as saying you'd do it once. (laughs) Yeah, just see what it's like. If you do it, you may end up making a movie like Maximum Overdrive. But there's, like, reports. It's like, oh, they go to, like, a production meeting at 8.30. And he'd be, like, six beers in. And then it'd get out by, like, 10. And he'd be, like... 12 beers in well i mean if you're making a movie like maximum overdrive this you gotta get through it somehow so before we dive into a little bit the quick premise of this this is based off of a short story that it had called trucks trucks is fine part of the night shift collection oh good for you with your research yes sir (laughs) guy who's definitely read it nope (laughs) Uh, night shift is a good uh, it's a good short story collection i enjoy it overall trucks is okay it's like it's not great. It's not bad. It's Did a... you reread it from when we watched this the other night? No, I meant okay. to, but I didn't. Uh, you dirty liar. I said I was going to try, and I didn't. That's a good read. point. You did say you were going to try, and you didn't. I've read it within the last year, okay? okay? <laughs> Trucks is fine. For a short, especially a night shift, it's not the worst in there. It's not a great one. It's real middle of the road. And I always say this uh, to my wife, because I've at this point, I've read almost all of Stephen King. I only got a couple of books left. And sometimes I'm like, you know, this is kind of mediocre, but mediocre Stephen King is still better than like 90% of the other shit out there. So you, you kind of have to put it on that scale. But the movie also has no faith in itself to be a movie because it starts off with, you got to read, you got to read like two paragraphs about like a comet is passing the earth and we're stuck in the tail of it. And now machines are evil. Yeah, pretty much. And it also ends with, it's not just a comet. There was a UFO there, and a Russian satellite blew it up. But also, maybe it was just a comet. With lasers and nukes. Titan four nuclear missile, <laughs> Type four tactical nuclear missiles. So maybe it's a comet. Maybe it's a UFO. Maybe some Russians nuked it. It's all vague. And so, bad. yeah. the I think it's hilarious. Right out of the gate, Stephen King has his obligatory cameo with the bank sign that tells, tells him that he's an asshole. This, it, yeah, his time walking. and temperature sign says, fuck you. 
you imagine driving down the interstate through Portland in the time and temperature building just starts saying, fuck you? That'd be great. I would laugh hysterically. Yeah, he's, he sees that. And we've seen him act before because we saw him in um, Creep Show for a different year of Halloween stuff. Yes. I can't remember if we read the book and the comic. I, d- I don't remember. Is that what we, we, all, we watched Creep Show last year, I think, for... Did we read the comic as well? I don't remember. We read the comic, yes. But we, I, we definitely watched the movie. I, I think, think we watched Creep Show last year. <laughs> I said definitely. I don't know. But we've seen him act before. It's not like you can't go back in time and look and see. <laughs> but yeah, there's an ATM that just like just keeps on calling him an asshole, which he reiterates like, "Hey, this, honey, this ATM just called me an asshole." Yeah. Oh boy, that's an accent, buddy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, uh, machines are evil now. Yeah, and they're out to get everybody. I mean. So here's a crazy thing. So uh, early in the movie, we get kind of a montage of machines killing people in hilarious ways. Oh, it's so campy. Like So campy. A kid gets his head crushed by like a steamroller, and they show it, and it's they cut away. Like as, They go as far as they can. Like, but apparently, is, apparently there were some scenes that were cut because if they didn't, it was not going to get an R rating, including the kid's head actually exploding. Yeah. But within this whole sequence of like murder and mayhem and whatever, there's a shot of a lawnmower that's going to go run someone over. Yes. And Stephen King was like, and they were like, hey, we're going to put a block underneath it to hold the camera. We want to take the blades out. He's like, no, I want to see the blades. And they're like, the director of photography, I think he's like, no, like you, we can't, even when we're doing the shot, you can't see the blades. So it doesn't matter if they're in there or not. Like we physically can't see them. He's like, no, it's more realistic if we leave it in there. Oh. So they have this block of wood holding up the camera, blades still in that he's been recommended to remove, and they chip the shit out of this wood block, and they fly into the director of photography's eye. Oh, no. He lost his eye for this movie. He was blinded, and then they had to take out the full eye. That's a... Someone was mutilated for maximum overdrive. That's horrific. Yeah. This movie wasn't worth some dude's eye. No, clearly not. Like, this movie is... I'll say it up front. This movie... It's terrible, but it's also wildly entertaining for how bad it is. But this the movie gets so bad. As you it's said, good. though, some of the shot composition stuff in it is really good. There's some really nice shots. There, I think whoever's doing, um, whoever the assistant director is, like running that second unit, was good at their job because whenever there's stuff that's not involving like people, character, yeah, basically anything that's not involving people talking, it doesn't look bad. But the second people start talking, there's, there's also a bunch of rumors of other people like helping him shoot this movie because he was just so inept at being a director. I can see that. The thing is, like, some of the people in the movie, like especially like Amelia Westervez, like he was just coming off like Breakfast Club. Sanimo's fire was right around the corner for him. Like, this could have been a career killer for him. Yeah. So uh, we know that they're like the machines. Adios, motherfucker. Yeah, we know the machines are all evil. So basically, we get stuck with a cast of characters who get trapped inside of a truck stop. Yeah, the, the Dixie the, Boy. Yep. Including Emilio Estevez, and we know that the machines go evil when um, an electric carving knife just starts hacking at a woman's arm yes that happened and what i love about this is we have no evidence that like machines are evil because let's just say this is the real world let's say someone um gets cut with a carving knife like that's bad Mm -hmm. but emilio estevez approaches it like cautiously with a hammer it just starts wailing on it i'm like not a natural like you wouldn't think that it's gone evil he just starts hitting it with a hammer with like no evidence of anything else he's just like gotta get that carving knife here's my thing about this whole thing like Obviously, yeah, it's you're looking for realism in the wrong places. But what was the selective piece that some of these machines were evil and some of them stayed the same? Yeah, some of them are, some of them aren't. Yeah, there's no, there's no rhyme or reason. Sometimes you have a mounted machine gun that will shoot you. Yeah, and other times you could just have bazookas that are, you know, that'll just work fine for you. I, What's the difference in those two firearms? Nothing here's one of them could shoot a truck real well yeah i guess so that's a good point (laughs) because they shoot a lot of trucks with a lot of missiles i I love how the machine gun car vehicle thing is so easily defeated by just spinning it around (laughs) it's the best yeah it's just mounted on the back of a trailer and uh, the best way to defeat it spin just just push it a little make it make it dizzy yeah if you just make it spin real fast it can't get you like couldn't you just get up there and like lift it up off of its thing and then like put it on the ground you just spin it. Unload it, maybe? How does it does it have unlimited bullets? Some of the performances in here are all time 
greats. And by greats, I mean like the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Oh, like Yudley Smith? Oh, my God. Lisa Simpson. Shut up, Lisa. What is happening? Curtis. Oh, my God. It's Lisa Simpson doing a weird southern accent, but uh, real screechy and bad. Yeah, not good. Other parts of the, like, what's weird is she, I can't remember what book it was in, but she did a reading uh, in a Stephen King short story where it's like a bunch of evil crabs fall from the sky or something. And it's it's basically because she doesn't really do, she doesn't put on a voice for Lisa. Her voice is just Lisa. Yes. So if you ever want to hear like Lisa Simpson say cocksucker, this is the movie for you. <laughs> well, no, that sh- uh, that audiobook is, but oh god, this her performance in this is awful. Not good. No bueno. Uh, what else? <laughs> I was do you looking have? at the IMDb trivia, and one of them it doesn't like source anything. It's just like Yardley Smith is greatly embarrassed by this movie. <laughs> that was the end of the trivia. Nice I, trivia. She's not. She's not the only one. Got Commissioner Gordon in there from the like Joel Schumacher and Tim Burton Batman movies. Pat Higgle, I think his name is. But we, yes. got, we got Gordon Bombay, Commissioner Gordon, all the Gordons coming together. Also, the movie's score done by ACDC. Yeah, not just needle drops. They score this thing. Yes. And there are some guys like um, Tom Moreno from Rage Against the Machine. Like He's gone on to do a lot of like movie scores to like great acclaim that you know doesn't sound like his pop music. This just sounds like ACDC. Every single second, it's oh, just ACDC. Yes. And they didn't really, you know, stretch themselves that much. It's awesome because it's just ACDC for the whole score. But at the same time, it's just ACDC for like 90 minutes. What are you looking up? I'm getting ready for the every time we have a bad movie, I get your one star IMDb or Amazon reviews. Oh, that thing that you, know, you just decide that you do. Well, I've done it before. Uh, also, the weird part. So the trucks, like all these people get stuck at the Dixie Boy truck stop and then all these like tractor trailers are just circling and eventually, they realize uh, their short-sighted problem of they run on fuel. Yes, they do. So they have to connect, or they have to communicate with Morse code to say, like, hey, fill us up. And the main truck, which has been found and restored since then, is just a tractor trailer with the green goblin from Spider-Man's face on it. But, yeah, it just doesn't make sense. For toys, it's a toy seller. It's weird. It's real weird. There's just a green goblin face on there. I don't know why. I I tried to find out why. I couldn't find any solid like why is it the why is it the Green Goblin face? It just is. I don't know. It also has a young Giancarlo Esposito. Yeah, he gets electrocuted. <laughs> One of the best villains of all time in Breaking Bad, and I mean now he's in The Mandalorian, and he was in like that Lion King movie, and Do the Right Thing, and a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, Giancarlo Esposito, he's in there. There's a young Giancarlo. Yeah, and then he dies. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna drop this in here and unfortunately the audio can can't fully sell it but one of the worst what the fuck is happening who's texting me probably mike it was mike so many times i'll drop this bit of audio in which is maybe the worst performance in a movie ever you can only hear the audio but you also really need to look up the clip because this is a full body performance oh yes of a waitress who is very upset at the fact that the machines were manufactured by man, and now they're out to kill them. You can! We made you! We made you! We made you! We made you! <laughs> that's it i have no extra commentary oh, that's just the one that's it i mean just that's that sums it up that is you gotta look it up on youtube it's easy to find but my god it is a she commits to that so hard that is a full body performance <laughs> if she moves it's not a way a human moves no she like f- seizes it's so strange. It's amazing. I love that. It's yeah. When we were watching it, I was like, "Ah, oh, best part of the movie," and I don't disagree with that now. So, for a movie that Stephen King himself billed as something spooky, name me one time in this you were spooked. Never. <laughs> Not even for a second. It's hilarious. Even the obvious jump scare that happened was coming. It wasn't even a good jump scare. 
It is weird that uh, Commissioner Gordon, I mean, it's in the short story as well. He just has a you know bunch of rocket launchers in his basement. Yeah, like, I want to know more about that. That's that scenario there. Like, I feel like he had more, because they shoot a couple of trucks. I feel like they had more missiles than there were trucks. They just could have kept on shooting the trucks. Yeah, I mean, like, just blow them all up. Like, why waste your time on anything other than that? Just saying. If it were me, that's what I would have done. Amazingly enough, Stephen King did not direct another movie. Shocking. And for a while, he used to reference This Is Why. And it's not, it's not good. No. But, again, never not entertaining. No, I mean, it was... It's, it's, it's The only reason we're doing it for this is because they literally build it as, this is super spooky. It's going to scare you. But No, there's no scariness about it at all. Not even a touch. And even, like I said, the short story is fine. It's not great. It's fine. I don't know why this is the thing. They're like, oh, yeah, this is the one. Trucks. <laughs> Maximum Overdrive is a much sillier title. Yes. All right, are also, you ready? apparently, my one last little fun fact. Um, producer De Laurentiis. Lorenzo De Laurentiis. There we go. He had done a bunch of King stuff and he had made a lot of money kind of like keeping shit low budget and doing King related things with it. So King originally, he's like, oh, well, we're, we're going to really like play your name. Like, You're going to direct this one. It's all about uh, De Laurentiis. He's the guy who really put this in swing. And Stephen King said, well, you know, who I really want for the lead is I want Bruce Springsteen. And he's like, I don't know who that is, oh, but, but do you know my buddy Marty's kid? Oh, no. <laughs> And that's how we got Emilio Estevez and not Bruce Springsteen. Oh. Which... They both recovered nicely from not being in this movie. <laughs> I mean, Emilio, he's, Emilio Estevez never took off. We all know who he is, but... I mean, he was good in Young Guns. I mean, he had a good run of movies in the 80s and early 90s. He's and, done stuff. I'm not saying yeah. he hasn't done stuff. No. He's the most sane of the uh, Estevez boys. <laughs> yes, if you were to compare them. Ramon Estevez. Uh, anyway... That's Martin Sheen's real name. True story. All right. Uh, anyway, let's see. One star reviews. Here's a couple from uh, Amazon. Jill Pennington writes, trash. Only word for this is trash. Character so stupid, I ended up rooting for the trucks and other machines. Especially that gun. Uh, this like one is carving from, knife. This one's from Dorian. Title of it is, there are a lot of bad movies out there that someone worked really hard on. There are a lot of bad movies out there that someone worked really hard on. This isn't one of them. Writing, acting, presentation, everything is lazy. Also, waste of a killer soundtrack. I agree. Uh, Maximum Stupidity from Grand Funk Fan on IMDb. I've never heard of this movie before. I just saw it on the shelf. After viewing it, it's obvious why I've never heard of it. It's pure stupidity. It was meant to be scary. It failed. It was meant to be funny. It failed. Whatever genre it was meant to be, I assume it was meant to be entertaining, and therefore it fails miserably. I disagree. I think it's very entertaining. Uh, The setting is uh, oh, simply a waste of film. Setting for setting's Earth after it passes through the tail of a comet for some other reason I've never understood. This all causes machines to come to life. Don't bother. You'll regret the waste of film and the waste of your time. Clearly, they didn't stick around for the end to find out it was uh, a UFO. Yeah. That the Russians got. Uh, king-sized bomb. King-sized bomb. A pity that the trucks didn't destroy everything within the first 10 minutes of this heroic flop, including the set, actors, writers, film, and film crew. That would have been a great improvement. But then again, I doubt that this movie had a budget of not more than 359 bucks. Well, to be fair, they did take out that one guy's eye. That's true. They did. Quarter star out of four. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. It only gets a quarter star for the cool looking clown face on the big rig. So the Green Goblin face. Yes. Yeah. Here we go. Oh, dear Lord. What a load of shit. Stephen King should stick to writing decent horror novels and not attempt to direct 10th rate piss poor horror films. The basic premise is poor in the outset, but scenes of being attacked by drinks a drinks vending machine along with trucks that suddenly drive themselves are beyond a joke the mysterious green mist that shrouds the earth in the opening credits caused by the tale of some comet is to blame even the opening music of acdc can't save this banal piece of dross banal banal whatever it really banal? you think it's banal whatever i will say this movie felt more like a mini series that was kind of pieced together like a two-night special it was not good it is though it's, it's so bad, it's good. Like, I was entertained. I laughed. I enjoyed it. And not because it was like a work of classic cinema. I th- see, the, I think the biggest sin any movie can commit is just being boring. This movie is at least not that. It's not boring. And at times I'm like, is the movie just, is it taking itself too seriously or does the movie not give a fuck? And I think the movie just doesn't care. The movie's like, well, I'm going to do what I want. Like, why would these people grow and run to a boat? Another vehicle. How do they know the boat's not possessed? How do they get to the marina? 
It's kind of a pick and choose what's an evil machine and what's not. Why does Sometimes why does the, the steamroller gets you? Why was there a steamroller there? Why does this? Did you see a construction site? No, but this takes place in North Carolina. It looks like the truck stops in the middle of the Nevada desert, and then they're in a they're by the water for a marina. None of it makes sense, but that's okay because it was damned entertaining. I laughed a ton. Yeah, not scary. No, I don't care what the trailer tells you. Not not a spook. Not a spooker. No, 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 no scariness at all. But anyway, that's it. Maximum overdrive. Yeah, there it is. All right. From here, we're going to move on to kind of a cheat. I don't know what we're going to call it. Spoiler news stories. No no theme. Is this our our letter to the editor? Yeah, but it's just we're ending with it. All right. I don't know. If you want, I can fib and say, like, someone sent us in this question. Sure, they did. Oh, yeah. We, that was... Came uh, hot off the presses. All right, here we go. Someone sent this email, definitely for real. Yeah, because if you want to also send emails, you can send (laughs) us emails at editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Yeah, and then I I don't have to fake the segment like I am right now. Yeah, but still, we can- definitely sent in. The need for questions is not fake. It's very real. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Uh, This is all spoilers. From John Doe. Venom, let there be carnage. Let there be PG-13 carnage. Yes. Came out this week. And there's a mid-credit scene that um, set the internet ablaze. I literally saw a uh, shitty film, like someone with their cell phone clip of it, like the day before the movie came out. And I went, oh, well, there's that. Boy, uh, things literally can't not be spoiled anymore. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> it was the day, I saw it the day before the movie came out, at least in America. I was just like, yeah, there it is. And what is the spoiler, you say? If you haven't seen it or don't want to see it, turn the show off. Hey, have a good day. See you later. Bye. The rest of it's just the spoiler. Okay. Venom has apparently been transported. Something happens. He's he's lying in bed. He's in a hotel room. He's like, hey, tell me about yourself, the symbiote. He's like, all right, I'll tell you about myself and my backstory. And then the room shifts. Gets all wonky. It's not like he's in a different hotel room. Ooh, multiverse? Yeah. Venom has been transported over into the regular old Marvel cinematic universe well 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 and on the television there's jk simmons being like spider-man's peter parker and he's a menace and then he goes "Ooh, that guy and he licks the tv all over peter parker's face and to be fair if there's something i don't want to see in any movie it's peter parker being licked especially by uh tom hardy really any i mean just cut down on your licking that's something maximum overdrive could have learned from too cut down on your licks that's a good point yeah fewer licks Mm. It's a weird thing to do to someone. We made them. We made you. All right. Anyway. Yeah. So what does this mean? Probably not much. Probably oh. just means that Spider-Man is going to be in a Venom movie. Well, what about the Sony stuff? Apparently now exists in the MCU. So somebody spent some Char- Scarlett Johansson on Mad Money. I think it's one of those things. Um, if I had to take a guess, is they can say that, yes, this exists in the same universe now. And very likely, I would say more than likely. We will see. I don't know if we're going to get a Spider-Man movie, per se, of Spider-Man, like Venom in a Spider-Man movie versus Spider-Man in a Venom movie, which I mean, it also could be like kind of like almost equal footing of like Civil War, like Civil War was like half Cap, half Iron Man. Yes. So you might get something like that, but Avengers two and a half. It certainly looks like Tom Holland will be continuing his role somewhere down the line within Sony at a minimum because he's under contract for two more Spider-Man movies that includes Far From Home so I think there's only one more thing on his contract after yeah. that but if I had to guess I would say that um, basically all the Marvel movies like you could say like oh yeah sure you're you're part of this but they will never acknowledge it <laughs> yeah in any way shape or form like because you can have Tom Holland go fight Venom or Carnage or whatever I don't know if Carnage lives to this movie I didn't see it I'll see it when it comes you know I can rent it yeah but like, yeah, he could go off and have a side adventure, and then they'll just never mention it, would be my guess. Probably. More than likely. Because we already know that um Michael Keaton is going to be, like, in Morbius, a movie I also don't care about. <laughs> but, yeah, these Sony movies are, um apparently, the multiverse has shifted them. What does that mean? Does that mean that, like, all the time, like... You can't say, like, you know, every version of every character is moving over into one thing, but who knows exactly. At least this thing has lined up with the Marvel Universe. Is that probably how the X-Men are going to be introduced? Probably. Yeah. Probably that same kind of thing. It's coming! Like, the groundwork has been laid, and hopefully they won't look at television. That's probably not very safe to look at television. 
No, I mean, especially with, I mean, I know he's like in his mid twenties, but in this world, like Tom Holland's like a teen boy. Don't lick a teen boy. Just don't lick anybody that doesn't want to be licked. I don't think he can consensually be licked. No, don't he's lick on him. the TV. He's, yeah. He's a lean, he's a lean teen. That's also true. <sighs> All right. Does that answer the question? Yeah. That's just kind of my base theory. Um, is why did they move over? That's kind of the the real question that's being set up because i mean we've seen loki opened up the multiverse doctor strange also seems to be opening up the multiverse i don't know we're having two multiverse openings or is it really doctor strange or is it mephisto yeah whatever but i mean are we is that going to be resolved just within doctor strange it almost felt like it was going to be kind of a longer going thing because loki is like oh we're back for season two and also doctor strange is dealing with it so in my eyes, it w- it was kind of opening itself up to be a longer story, but it's the way Venom is. It seems like it might be. They might just wrap it up in Doctor Strange. They could. I must feel that way now, but we'll see. I could be wrong. I don't know. That's what I got. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Five dollars a month gets you to be a Duke or Duchess of the podcast, and we shout your name out and sing it from the rafter tops and really appreciate that. You also get access to uh, some back issue stuff that's behind the paywall that's really, really cool. So if you like Buffy, Angel, Firefly, uh, stuff like that, that's where you can go. If you, yeah, if you want to, you know, quietly enjoy that stuff because it's, you know, maybe a little more uncouth to enjoy that at the moment because of some creators that don't seem to be great people. Okay, so art or artist. Yeah. There you go. Your choice. So you got that. Plus, you can find Zach on the social media at Editors Note Comics mm, on the Twitter. You're there, too. At Junior Rich. I had a lot of tweets the other night. Because you were drinking and there was football? Yes, but I also saved my spiciest takes just for Zach so I don't get canceled. Yeah, I know. I could tell that you weren't going to be sending those out into the world. No, I had to send them out to somebody. Yeah. Feel privileged. <laughs> yeah, just you sitting alone in your house screaming at me. Yeah, well... <laughs> You responded, so thank you. Oh, there you go. Uh, next week. It's time. Oh, I suppose, yeah, if we're going to record it then. Yeah. Yeah, next week. The tradition, unlike any other. <laughs> for the fourth or fifth time, I don't know how many, one of those numbers, it is time for the annual Halloween drinking game. So if you want to play along, I would say, you know, take a w- take the week, take the week off, you know, dry out a little bit. Because we're coming at you hard next week with a drinking game you can play along with at home. I don't know how I feel about this, but I'm here. We're going to do it. Well, there's we w- shouldn't be promoting it as a home game because we got young people that listen to this. As we do every single year with this game, you will not be driving. I am staying at my own house. There will be no... No, no. I'm talking about like you're encouraging young people to drink by saying you can play at home. Be of legal age to play. There you go. I just want to make sure that we've got our bases covered. Neither one of us will be engaging in dangerous behavior, like drinking and driving. I engage in dangerous behavior every time I come over here and be on this podcast. Please be 21 or older to play the game. You seem so so sad about this. Or be cool and drink underage. Yay! You can't say that. Emily, can Zach tell kids they're cool if they drink when they're under 21? You barely drank when you were over 25. Thank you. So be cool, kids, and join us next week. The, the moral conscious of the show upstairs says you can't tell kids to drink. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back next week. Oh, boy, we got a doozy. Bye.